This is the Tuesday, June 28th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in about 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgerman, Aaron Dolan with you on this Tuesday, and Aaron... Pretty much nothing but baseball to look at today, yep. although the uh, good news for betters uh, and us is we have all day to digest the information because since it is not a travel mm-hmm. day in baseball, all the games pretty much taking place in the evening. So a lot to digest. Let's start first and foremost with this one uh, in New York, the Mets hosting the Astros, two of the best teams uh, in Major League Baseball. Carlos Carrasco on the bump for the Mets at home. Framber, Framber Valdez, pardon me, uh, countering for the Astros on the bump. How are you looking to play this one, Aaron, if you are getting involved? I'm going to take the Astros money line in this one. And obviously kudos to the Mets for leading the NL largely without Scherzer and DeGrom, but the Astros are a really good team. They sit second in the AL right now and they have the pitching advantage tonight, which is why I want to look to take the Astros to win this game on the road. The Astros also swept in a two game series against the Mets a week ago in Houston, but obviously the Mets play better at home. They actually have the second fewest home losses this season, but I do think that left-handed Pitcher Framber Valdez ranking in the top 20 in the league, 2.9 ERA. He's going to obviously make a big impact on this game. I do think this game could potentially be a toss-up, but at the same time, I just think when you're in this type of situation thinking like that, it's better to go with the better pitcher and the better bullpen. Oh, and the Astros also rank second in reliever ERA. So the Astros are just deep, top to bottom. I would just take them on the money line on the road. Yeah, we're at odds on this one. I like uh, Carlos Carrasco to earn the win. That's the way I'm going to invest this game. You know I like finding a winning pitcher because the payouts are Mm -hmm. so good. Plus 225 is what you'll get there if Carrasco is indeed the winner. Uh, Obviously, the Astros are a great team, and Valdez has been very, very good this season. But the Mets need to be respected. Uh, They are the Mm -hmm. underdog here, an even-money underdog. Um, so you get a run and a half on the run line if you like that, but I don't like laying 160. Um, bottom line here is the Mets this season have the second best home record in Major League Baseball. They're 24 and 10 at home this season, which is second behind only the New York Yankees across town. Carrasco, a much more efficient and better pitcher at home this season. His ERA at City Field is 3.00 on the road. It's double that. It's 6.11. Um, and, and the Mets offense, even though Valdez has been very, very good this season, I think the Mets offense with guys like Stanley Marte, Pete Alonso from the right side, uh, Francisco mm. Lindor, when he's turned around, can get to someone like Valdez. So I'm going to bank on the Mets, um, what they've shown at City Field this season. Again, 24-10, and 10, which is second mm-hmm. best record behind the Yankees. I do think it's an under environment because I do think Valdez is good enough that, you know, runs will be hard to come by. But uh, I think the same is going to be said for the Astros. So. What I'm kind of seeing here is a 4-2 Mets win where Carrasco is able to go those five or six innings and the bullpen holds on and gives them the victory. But plus 225 for Cookie Carrasco to earn the win is how I'm looking at wagering. What I think you're right, Aaron, is a pretty much a toss-up game uh, between the yeah. Mets and the, uh, and the Astros. So Two I just like that teams. value on Carrasco. Red Sox and Blue Jays, an AL East matchup. We saw the uh, Blue Jays get the win yesterday behind Kevin Gaussman who kind of turned things around and Looked like the early season Galvin that we saw. Um, 
this year. So this one should be a, a fun uh, matchup between these two AL East teams. Michael Waka on the bump for the Red Sox. Ross Stripling on the bump for the Blue Jays at home. Mm-hmm. They're a minus 140 favorite with a total of nine. Anything interest you here? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the pitching matchup here because like this first game we kind of talked about, I do kind of think it could be a toss-up, but I would lean Boston Moneyline. It makes sense to take them, especially at the plus money. But I'm going to go Red Sox, Michael Waka, over three and a half strikeouts. He had seven strikeouts in his last outing against Detroit, 5-0 and in his last five starts on five days rest. And he's been impressive with a 2.34 ERA this season and a 6-2 record and 48 strikeouts in the season. Um, I feel like this just seems kind of low for a pitcher like Waka, especially since the Blue Jays, they came into this series losing seven of their last 10 games, despite this obviously game one win in the series. But Toronto, their ERA over the last 15 days hasn't been great, 6.15. So I just think they've been struggling. Plus you have, you know, a great bullpen and things like that for the Red Sox. So I just think that uh, Michael Waka in general, just going to go over three and a half strikeouts. Yeah, I guess ours kind of correlate here because I'll just take Boston on the money line plus 120. I agree with you again here based on the pitching, pitching matchup. It is about uh, as even a 50-50 toss-up as we see. Check out these stats I dug up on the two starters over the last two seasons combined, Michael Waka and Ross Stripling. Waka's ERA is 4.12. Stripling's is 4.21. Both of them have a 21% K rate. Both of them have a 6% walk rate. Waka's ground ball rate is 40%. Stripling's is 42. They are essentially the same pitcher over the last two seasons, Waka and Stripling. So uh, with Boston being the slight dog here at plus 120, again, in baseball, I'm always trying to find those uh, bets where my return on investment is going to be more than I invest in what is, you know, small sample size theater within any one given night of a 162-game season. The Red Sox, by the way, they've done well this season bouncing back from a loss again. Uh, they took the L yesterday. I believe 7-2 was the final. They're 20-11 and 11 this season straight up coming off a loss. So with these pitchers being a wash, with Boston being hot, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, um, and, mm-hmm. and before the win yesterday for the Blue Jays, I think they had lost seven of their last ten. So uh, they're still kind of cold in the month of June where Boston's red hot. I like Boston on the money line at plus 120. So if Waka goes out there and strikes out you know, six or seven and is able to go deep, that certainly would help you mm-hmm. and I and correlating that bet. We can't not talk about the New York Yankees because they are the best (laughs) team in Major League Baseball right now. They're taking on Frankie Montas and the uh, Oakland Athletics. J.P. Sears, a lefty, will uh, counter as the starter for the Yankees, who had another come-from-behind win last night against Mm -hmm. the Athletics. Um, Obviously, they are a a big favorite in this game because of what their lineup has done this season. you got to lay $2 Mm -hmm. on the money line with the Yankees. So the run line is just an even money proposition. Total of seven and a half, though. That seems pretty low for a total Mm -hmm. uh, given a game at Yankee Stadium with this New York offense. How are you approaching this one, Aaron? I'm just taking the Yankees team total. We're going over four and a half runs. Now with Montez on the mound, of course, he has been relatively good. 3.21 ERA and three and seven record. And yes, maybe he's able to limit the Yankees at the beginning of the game. But the Yankees bats are just so good and they come alive at the end of games. I mean, it's ridiculous. Last night they had six runs in the seventh inning. And we know for the A's, their relief pitching is just absolutely terrible. So I think if you like the Yankees just in general to win tonight, obviously with their potent offense, they've been great against right-handed pitchers. Just look at how many total runs they're going to have. I know there's usually typically some alternate markets you could play as well, but I think regardless, you can't take over on the Yankees runs because their bats literally will wake up at any point in any given time, especially at home. So I'm just going to go over four and a half for them. 
Yeah, I, I completely understand that. I like that. I would back that as well. Um, the Yankees on the run line um, about an hour ago this morning was plus 115. It's already in bet down to even money. So uh, we are seeing uh, steam and juice come in on the Yankees. Wouldn't be surprised by first pitch if the Yankees are an even bigger than $2 favorite, despite Frankie Montas uh, being involved. Montas has been a really good pitcher this year. If you look at his numbers, I mean, they, they are nothing to uh, sneeze at. His ERA is, mm-hmm. you know, in the low threes. His strikeout rate is 26. His walk rate is uh, in the single digits. But his team just stinks around him. So you feel bad for Montas because he often loses. His record is 3-7 and seven this season, despite being a good pitcher. If he pitched for the Yankees, he might be in the Cy Young uh, uh, conversation with how, how that offense backs up their pitchers. So I, I only want to get involved in the Yankee side. And, and right now I like the way that you're doing it, Aaron, with the uh, team total going over, even though Montas is good, he's likely not going to go all nine innings. And once he is out of the game, we know that Yankee offense can get to uh, a very, very bad Oakland bullpen. So really, really yeah. like how you are betting that game there. Any other games or bets in baseball Maybe a long ball, long shot. Anything else on the diamond you want to share with our listeners before we bounce out of here? I'm kind of leaning towards the Braves, taking it on the road uh, as a short dog against my Phillies, which I hate fading Philly teams, obviously, just as a fan. But the Braves are just so good. And then in that game, one of the long ball, long shots that I'll probably talk about on the show is Phillies. Kyle Schwarber plus 350 um, with the Phillies being back at home. I just think uh, one, he could kind of pick things up. He has 10 home runs in the month of June. He had a homer last game in San Diego against the Padres, which was on Sunday. But I just think with Charlie Morton on the mound, 4.84 ERA, four and three record. I think Schwarber, if anybody could get one off of him. And I just feel like the Phillies right now are really trying to make a run after Bryce Harper, of course, broke his thumb. That kind of rallies a team sometimes. So if anybody's going to have a long ball, long shot that I – or one that I liked, it was going to be Phillies, Kyle Schwarber, plus 350. All right, here's some other bets that I'm interested in as well. Tampa Bay starter Shane Boz, a young, uh, hard-throwing right-hander, over 5.5 Ks against the Brewers. He's got a 32% K rate this season. Um, he's been over his strikeout total, uh, I believe, in two or th- of three starts or three or four starts this season, including against the Yankees. Uh, last time I was, so you know, he can uh, he, he can light up the radar gun and rack up the strikeouts. Um, I do like Carlos Rodon over 18 and a half outs recorded at plus 123 against Detroit. Um, the Tigers are a bottom third offense in the league against left-handed pitching. And Rodon is one of the true aces we have on today's slate on the mound, especially when he's pitching at home in San Francisco. His ERA this year, 2.18, 193 average allowed and a 38 and a half percent K rate. So uh, I like Rodon to go deep in that game against the Tigers and their anemic offense and you like one lefty Kyle Schwarber to go deep I'll mention Freddie Freeman at four to one um Mm -hmm. the Dodgers visiting the Rockies they shockingly got shut out at Coors Field yesterday by Chad Cool uh, of all pitchers so I think this um offense is going to be very eager to get out there and uh, atone for last night's embarrassment uh Kyle Freeland is pitching for the Rockies he's a lefty um who actually allows a lot of home runs to left-handed uh hitters he's allowing two point one homers per nine to left-handed hitters this season. Freeman, of course, um, at the top of that lineup should get his four, if not five or six at-bats in this game if the offense really starts going nuts. And again, Coors, we know we like to attack hitters there. And I imagine mm-hmm. this Dodgers lineup situationally is going to be very hungry to uh, put up runs after being blanked last night by Chad Cool of all pitchers. So that's what we're looking at uh, on the diamond today. Um, make sure you tune in to – Daily Wager today, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Eastern. No doubt about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, Doug and Joe um, taking some vacation. So yep. I'm just uh, 
at home by myself here in Las Vegas with the uh, merry band of misfits like Aaron, uh, Anita, the bear and whatnot, joining me throughout the week um, from their homes uh, across the nation. So we've had a lot of fun on yesterday's show. I think we may have had a decent day on best bets as well. We'll uh, try and get you some more winners there, but uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. Make sure you tune into Daily Wager because we'll have all this baseball breakdown plus some action in the NFL and beyond. So thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Daily Wager podcast. We always appreciate that. Appreciate that. Rate, review, and subscribe if you already haven't done so, as that helps us out tremendously. And we'll see you tomorrow, or talk to you tomorrow, I should say, on the Daily Wager podcast. <laughs>